0: Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction
1: Podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This episode of the Raptors Everything Podcast is brought to you by our official sponsor, Kentucky Fried Chicken, the new official food of basketball. So make sure you're never missing buckets. Order yours online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. So a recap of the Toronto Raptors' 118-113 win over the Sacramento Kings. Gotta say, this is a surprisingly fun game. Um, The Kings have been playing pretty good basketball of late, uh... And, you know, despite the record and everything like that, they played really well. And they made the Raptors go out and earn this win. The Kings, um, you know, they made a a lot of really tough shots in crunch time. But the Raptors also made a lot of tough shots in crunch time. And that's where I'll really start with this game is that, you know, the Raptors call timeout. Nick Nurse calls timeout. It's 94 all on the road. Um, You know, the Kings are making a push. Their best guys are starting to heat up. De'Aaron Fox is starting to get hot. Bogdan Bogdanovich is, you know, stepping up to the plate. He's a big time, uh, he's a really just clutch player overall. I I like his uh, confidence and poise. But um, Raptors call timeout, 94-94, with five minutes left. Raptors really got to execute and just deliver down the stretch. And this is what they do. They score the next eight straight possessions uh, to end the game. After that point, after those eight straight scores, the Kings basically went into intentional foul mode. And the Raptors still made five of six free throws when the intentional fouls came, but it was eight straight baskets. And you know, that's where I'm, I'm super impressed by this game. That's my biggest takeaway from this game is just how well the Raptors uh handled it. Look, the Kings are making some tough shots. You know, when Darren Fox is kicking his legs out and getting a very generous foul call, or Darren Fox is actually hitting pull-up threes or Bogdanovich is hitting like a 30 foot three. The, it's hard. It's hard. It really is hard on the road. Um, You know, even for a lesser opponent, whatever, it's just hard to sort of handle that. But the Raptors were poised. They were very calm. Um, The first play out of that timeout, uh, Pascal Siakam draws a double team, kicks out to Norman Powell. Norman Powell hits a corner three. Next play down, you know, Pascal Siakam runs a pick and roll with OJ Anobi. Two defenders go to Pascal. Pascal slips the pass to OG. OG rolls down the lane hard for a two-handed jam. Uh, There was potentially a foul in that play, but whatever. Didn't kick his leg out, so that's not a foul, apparently. Um then the next play down, broken sequence, Kyle Lowry pulls up for three. You know, a bit, bit of a tough shot, but uh a little little subtle jab step to get De'Aaron Fox sort of backpedaling, freezes him, and then bam, pulls up for three. Uh, you know, keeps the Raptors ahead. Then Pascal Siakam, late shot clock situation. The defense is pretty much all over, and Pascal Siakam at this point, one of seven from three, pulls up for three and makes the three. Big shot. Next play down, Raptors run, pick and roll. Um, Serge Ibaka rolls down the lane. Kyle Lowry slips the pass. Pretty tough pass for Serge to catch. Not that it was a bad pass or anything. Just a lot of traffic, and we know Serge's hands sometimes can be unreliable. Not this time. Serge Ibaka catches the ball, holds onto the ball, goes up strong, gets fouled, hits both free throws. And then the Kings somehow are still in it, all right? The Raptors have scored five straight possessions down the stretch. The Kings are still in it. They may shot after shot. The Raptors got to keep scoring. So... Uh, they get Pascal Siakam on the ball. Kyle Lowry screening for Pascal. Pascal is able to drive in the paint, score the layup. No, next trip down, same play. Pascal Siakam on the ball. Kyle Lowry screens. Pascal gets in the paint, draws the foul, hits two free throws. And then this, the eighth straight possession where the Raptors have scored. All right, at this point, the Raptors were up. What were they up? They were up four. Uh, and the Kings then drive down. They get an and one. It's an unfortunate sequence. All of a sudden, it's back to a one possession sequence. Um, you know, the Raptors make a couple shots. And then Pascal Siakam, it, it, the game is tied 1-11 all, all right? For, forget all that. Just the game is tied 1-11 all. This is where I thought it was the KFC bucket of the game because Pascal Siakam, again, 1-11 tied. They tried to inbound the first time. Didn't work. They got to burn their second timeout, which is their own their last timeout. What they draw up is a classic play where they get uh, basically the whoever's going to score. That, that person going to go in the backcourt. Um, the Raptors inbound to him in the backcourt. They have perfect spacing around, and they got Kyle Lowry to screen at half. And this is a play that used to run a lot with DeMar DeRozan and Kyle, uh, where Kyle would screen and DeMar would attack going downhill against a small defender. This time, obviously, you know, they run it for Pascal. And it was a great play because the Raptors, again, they really needed a, the basket. And um, Kyle screens, Pascal gets the ball goes against Kent Bazemore. Now, this is where the Kings are smart, too, because they've been seeing, you know, what the Raptors have been running. And what they did was they switched up their assignments to get a bigger defender on um Kyle Lowry. It wasn't like Kent Bazemore was on him. Most of the game, it was Darren Fox. But, you know, because they kind of anticipated that Pascal was coming with that play, they put a bigger guy in Bazemore on Lowry. But still, it doesn't really matter, because that switch comes. Pascal was able to attack and... um you know, he pulls out a series of moves, sort of a little shifty shoulder fix, and the end result is that he wiggles to his left hand, gets that shot free, and uh, gets the lip to fall. And look, it was just incredible crunch time, uh, you know, execution. The Raptors score on eight straight possessions down there. And then, in th- you know, the intentional foul shots or whatever, the Raptors hit five of six, and uh, they close it out. But uh, it was just, again, a really, really good display of just uh, crunch time offense and also just, like, Big crunch time, like shot making, like you know the Raptors. I, look, they're they're literally NBA champions. They're not gonna get uh, you know, you know, I don't know, man. They're, they're they're not gonna get rattled in a March game against Sacramento, no matter how good Sacramento is, and no matter how tough of shots they're hitting. But at the same time, you know, you love to see it. It's it. it reminds me a lot of that um go, uh, that win against Golden State that was like three days ago, where you know again you know, against a team that you know, isn't that good? The Raptors find themselves in a close game and they just execute, execute. And it's the same kind of play. Really that the way that game ended was with Pascal Siakam scoring two key layups at the end. And this game kind of the same deal. And it's also the same play basically with Kyle Iris screening. screening, um, you know, again, to Rap- Raptor Raptors fans who've been watching for the last, like a couple of years, uh, you wouldn't be surprised because you've seen this sequence w- play out with uh, Larry and DeRozan, but you know, I, I think it's it's a very simple action, that screen just on the ball, middle of the floor, but uh, it's also one that you see run for basically superstars across the league. Like, literally, LeBron wins entire titles running this. The 2016 title was a lot of LeBron getting his screen against the switch and then attacking. Um and I know this because the Raptors they used to run it all the time against the Raptors and tomorrow would get stuck or whatever. But whatever, um, uh, there's a there's it's just it's simple, but it works um, because you know a Kyle Lowry's a really good screener. He finds the right angle. He he finds the, the he's he's very physical on the screen. Obviously, he knows how to get away with like if you, if need be to like pull or whatever. But he's able to get. Separation and, and force a switch on the defense. And also, Kyle's also a guy who's a really good shooter. Like, you look at Kyle today, right? Kyle Larry from three tonight was six of ten. So you're not going to leave Kyle for three. And so when Kyle gets that screen and then spaces out, you can double team Pascal as well. And so that mismatch is almost always there. And at that point, you know, the benefit of that is Pascal can uh, see over his defender. So if he needs to pull up for three, he can do that because the defender is smaller than him. If he needs to drive to the paint and then rise up and finish over the top, he can do that because the defender is you know, smaller than him. And if, if help comes, whatever, then whatever. You make the right play at that point. You got to double-team someone's open somewhere. You move the ball. But at the same time, it's just it, it's a very effective play. And it's the same, you know, it was very effective with Damar and it's now effective with Pascal. So the crunch time execution was very good. As for the earlier parts of the game, you know, a uh, bit of an up-and-down affair. Basically, the flow of this game went, Whenever the Raptors starters were in, they built a lead. And then the bench comes in, and they give away that lead. And, um, yeah, it was, it was a bit frustrating from that perspective. But uh, it's also not that surprising because, you know, Marcus All returned to the lineup. He's missed, I think, 27 games this year with a hamstring injury, obviously over two stints. And, um, yeah, I mean, it It was, uh, first off, it, it was interesting to bring him off the bench. I think the, the, the reasoning there is just sort of like, um, you know, it keeps his minutes down a little bit. You can really control his shifts. If he's coming off the bench, you can take him out whenever, um, you know, you can sort of plan for a little bit better than when he's with the starters. Also, it doesn't throw off the rhythm of the starters a little bit. And, you know, I think the Raptors probably saw that Mark was rusty and, you know, he definitely looked rusty tonight. Um, You know, it was not the best game for big Spain. Now he hit a three in the second half and is, it, it was a good shot and everything like that, but, uh, when you look at it, three points, two rebounds, two assists, and 16 minutes off the bench, one of five from the field. Uh, it just wasn't great. And and honestly, the the bench as a whole just wasn't great because, like you know, A, they were just struggling to play alongside Mark. Uh, they're not used to having a playmaking center. Um, you know, generally speaking, the bench this year is played with Serge, who is uh, a finisher, and Chris Boucher, who's – definitely a finisher and so you know having that center on the perimeter who's passing reversing the ball screening a lot and just sort of popping and stuff like that it just the flow wasn't there but it was also just mark was very rusty like he was turning down shots that you know he should make um some some open shots like he he was turning them down uh and you know even defensively with slightly out of position at times like there's one play where buddy hill comes off a screen and right there that's You know, Buddy Heald is literally the NBA three-point champion. He's one of the great three-point shooters in the game. I don't know why one of the great three-point shooters in the game was not in the game for Sacramento when they were down three with like you know the basically the last possession of the game. I I don't know, but I do thank Luke Walton for that decision. Um, But yeah, coming off that screen there, it's absolutely a situation where the center has to rotate and be at the three-point line. And Mark was a, a step slow. And, uh, you know, healed got the three, which is just uncharacteristic. Mark would, generally speaking, uh, be out there. And so, you know, it's not surprising. I mean, they've cut the minutes down, too. Uh, only f- 16 for Mark. Obviously, normally he would play more than that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just the bench as a whole was bad, though. Like, you know, it's, I can't point to a single guy off the bench who played well. Uh, and, and here's a crazy stat for you. The Sacramento Kings bench, which, granted, they, they have a decent bench. At least right now they're playing really well. They had 51 points off the bench. The Raptors got seven total points off the bench. They got outscored 51 to seven. I don't even know how you overcome some kind of deficit like that. That It's just the starters must've been dominant and the Raptors starters were really good, but man, 51 to seven. Uh, it's, it's hard to overlook that. And, you know, I feel for Nick Nurse in the sense because he's really trying to, like, find some kind of level of consistency. Obviously, it's tough to do that for the players because their roles are being moved around. Their minutes are being ruled around. They're playing in different lineups. All that, you know, is true. But at the same time, I mean, it was just bad. Like, Hollis Jefferson, Rondé comes in for six minutes, you know, dribbles the ball like he's crumping, and then he's benched. Uh, defensively, wasn't really doing that much. Offensively, definitely was not doing much. Uh, you know, Terrence Davis comes in six minutes, takes four shots, including three threes. Oh, for four, he's yanked. And and honestly, like Terrence has had some really weird games, um, in, during this road trip where he's sort of not necessarily, um, just been as good as he normally is. Um, so he gets benched as well. So, so those are two bench guys uh, alongside, you know, uh, Gasol and McCaw who got to see time in the first half, second half, they switch it up. Matt Thomas is going to come in for four minutes in place of... I'm not really sure in place of Terrence or Rondae. I guess more Terrence. Um, you know, because Rondae, I guess, is more of like a a big. But, yeah, Matt Thomas comes in in, in spite of Terrence Davis. And I don't mind it. Um, you know, I like Matt Thomas. But, man, he came in and it was just like open season for the Kings. First off, the Kings got six straight free throws that were immediately tied to either Matt Thomas getting beat or Matt Thomas making a mistake on defense like Harrison Barnes. They, they run us. They, they run a pick and roll. You know, Matt Thomas is then switched off into Harrison Barnes. Then Matt Thomas is playing him on the wrong side. Harrison Barnes seals him goes into the lane. Matt Thomas has a foul. And it's two free throws. And, you know, Matt Thomas gets beat on the drive. The Raptors have the foul. It's two free throws. And then another play where it's just like Matt Thomas and Surge off the ball. Surge tells him to switch. I don't know. Matt Thomas didn't hear him or whatever. He couldn't find the man. But, you know, they don't execute that switch uh, the, way Mark, uh, the way Serge wanted. Serge has to end up on the three-point line. Then all of a sudden Martin Matt Thomas is under the rim. There's no rim protection, no help, and there's another foul. And it was just unfortunate. And another way, you know, Matt played okay offensively in, in this very short time. He got an open three. Um, he got that, you know, he, he missed it from the corner. Whatever that happens. Um, he had another open three that seemed open, but he got a shot blocked. Unfortunate. And then another one where he drove to the basket and actually drew the foul And De'Aaron Fox and split the free throws. But it was just not a great shift for, for Matt, uh, especially defensively. And, again, if anyone asks why he doesn't play more, those are the two things right there. Is that, A, he wasn't able to get a shot off enough to affect the defense and also be what, well, what was that defense? Like he was, I mean, he's better than this usually, but at the same time, it was real bad tonight. And as soon as he checked in, the Kings were like, all right, that guy, we're going to target him. So it was a tough look. And, you know, otherwise it was McCaw and, and, you know, and Gasol and Gasol was struggling. He's rusty. And then Macaw is Macaw. So, uh, yeah, it was bad whenever the bench came in, but luckily the starters played really well. And again, you know, that's that's where you can't really overlook the production there. Uh you got 23 from Pascal, you got 12 from OG as the fifth option, you got Serge with 15, you got Kyle with 31, and you got Norm Powell with, uh, Kyle with 30 and Norm Powell with 31. First off, 61 points in your backcourt is hilarious. Um and really honestly, when I'm watching Norm Powell nowadays, I'm just like laughing. I'm just openly laughing at this at, at, at my laptop because like the sum of the shots he's making right now is crazy. Like, first off, he comes in the game, he's just ready to go. Ready to go. He's just, just going to score. He's going to be confident. He's going to attack. And, like, I don't know. The defenses just aren't prepared for him. Or, I don't know, man. But he's just playing so well right now. His confidence is sky high. Uh, again, this is a game where he found his three-point shot. He was 6-12 from three. I thought the Kings actually did a decent job protecting the Bastion against Norm. It felt it feels like it's been a month since Norm has been blocked uh, and it finally happened today. I think maybe twice actually. Sacramento was able to collapse, and Norm was able to was was blocked at the basket. But I think you know either Alex Len or Rashawn Holmes or whoever. But yeah, Norm was just you know he, he was he was hot from three, and he also got inside. You know he he you know he was three or four from the free throw line, and yeah, Norm was just I mean unbelievable he's almost like the first option right now first off he he played 43 minutes which is a lot but again when you consider that you get a combined one point in 10 minutes from your backup shooting guards and matt thomas and terrence davis uh you probably need your 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 actual you know scoring guard to play more minutes and so norm plays 43 that's more a reflection of the bench like i mentioned but you know in those 43 minutes he takes 21 shots that's Six more shots than anybody else on the team, and honestly, with the no- way Norm Powell is playing right now, he should be one of the top options to look for. Like, yeah, Kyle Lowry's gonna set the play, Pascal's gonna initiate a lot, but with defenses double teaming Pascal a lot, and also Kyle Harris being more of a distributor, Norm Powell is gonna be the natural beneficiary. Like, Norm is essentially the third scorer, except he's getting so many opportunities and he's being so efficient that he's leading the team in shots. Uh, and and again, like it's just it's funny when he when he knocks down so many shots uh, again, like I've, I've already given them the most improved spiel. Uh, he's doubled his scoring output from like 8.6 to honestly, he's probably close to 17 after today's game. Uh, he's been amazing. Obviously, he's had some injuries this year that sort of slowed him down. But you know, this is no longer a hot streak. Like, before, you can kind of say, yeah, it's a hot streak, whatever. Like, he's hitting some threes. Like, that Atlanta game where he was, like, on MLK Day where he was just doing everything possible to kill the the Hawks. It was like, all right, you know, um, that's just a game where it's not going to be, you know, he's not going to do that again. But, you know, I don't know, man. This is what he's been on the season. First off, he's been the Raptors' second most efficient score outside of Matt Thomas. And Matt Thomas, we know, is a shooting specialist, so his efficiency is always going to be good. You know, enormous. is... Again, you're getting 17 points per game now efficiently from Norman Powell on like a true shooting percentage of like 63 64%. That's amazing. That's really, really amazing. And it's it's really cool to see what he's turned into, he's developed into. Um, and then, you know, the other guy is just Kyle Larry, who, I, again, I thought he was actually the Raptors' best player tonight. Look, Pascal was great down the stretch. He's the hero. He scores eight straight points for the Raptors. It was great. But at the same time... Kyle Lowry was the reason they were even in this game. Kyle Lowry was the reason why they were up in this game. This was a Kyle Lowry master class, as far as I'm concerned. Um, you know, he was quite early on, uh, playing a lot of, you know, just doing the distribution. Um, you know, the, the Kings were, uh, you know, were a little sloppy to start the game. The Raptors were able to get a lot of stops. They were able to run. Run a lot early in the game. Kyle Lowry obviously is always the one spurring the running game, uh, finding Norman Powell, finding Serge Ibaka, finding OG, finding Pascal. uh, You know, with the passes in transition, some really good ones. And then when the game sort of, when the Kings sort of settled down and were sort of, you know, in control, they actually got up eight in the second quarter. Kyle Lowry steps up there and he scores eleven points for the Raptors to end that second quarter. So the Raptors are only down one point heading into halftime. And that was actually a really big push because the Raptors, again, their bench was not giving them anything. The Raptors had no momentum. Kyle Lowry had to will them into momentum. And that's what Kyle Lowry does. Like, you know, during that stretch, pull up three, pull up three, uh, finding people for three, finding Norm, getting to the basket. That was a great stretch. And then when the Raptors bench struggled yet again, Kyle Harris comes in uh, early at the start of the fourth quarter, and he gives them yet another shot in the arm, where he's just driving recklessly to the basket. You know, he's taking some huge, huge hits from guys like Rashawn Holmes and Alex Len, but he's getting inside, he's making you know the defense pay, and then you know. More pull-up threes in crunch time, you know, a lot of great assists. And then at the end, you know, this is the thing. Kyle Lowry's the star for the first 46 minutes of the game. He's, you know, deserves to close this game out. He's hit some big shots. But then at that point, Kyle Lowry's like, you know what? I know who I am. I'm going to be a team player. I'm going to I'm going to be a supporting piece. And I'm going to be there to set screens for Pascal Siakam. I'm going to set great screens. I'm going to execute the offense well. Give Pascal a, a running head start and allow Pascal to sort of be the hero at the end. That's, you know, that's, that's Kyle Lowry. I mean, this has basically been the role Kyle Lowry's played for the last seven years. Um, you know, whether it's been, you know, Kawhi or Damar or now Pascal. Like, whichever star player is playing alongside Kyle Lowry, like, what a gift. You know what I mean? What a gift. Because he's going to do all the hard work. He's going to do um, all the grunt work. And, and he's going to put you in a position to win. At the very end, he's going to turn it over to you. And he's going to make you the hero. And so... Kyle, man, what, what, what more can we say? We are just very, very blessed to have Kyle Lowry. Uh, in terms of your three stars of tonight's game, um, you know, first star, I'm giving that to Kyle Lowry. Again, I'm just saying his praise is 30 points in 36 minutes, 10 to 15 shooting for the field, 6 of 11 from the three-point line, 4 of 5 from the free throw line, 5 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 steals. Uh, underrated, he played the entire fourth quarter with five fouls. Uh, you know, just... It's just difficult to do. I was slightly nervous, but, uh, you know, he was very much in control. Plus 16 in 36 minutes. Very good game from Kyle Lowry. Second, uh, sorry, I'm giving that to Norman Powell. 31 points in 43 minutes, 11 to 21 from the field. 6 to 12 from 3, 3 to 4 from the free throw line, 2 rebounds. What I really like today from Norm was the assist. Uh, Only 5, but that's, I think, a career high for, not a career high, but uh, a season high for Norman Powell. He's obviously not a guy who's distributing that much, but now with this much defensive attention on him, um, you know, he's able to leverage that into some, you know, some easier baskets for for his teammates. Like, for example, you know, they run a lot of triple um, handoff actions for Norman Powell, where he's sort of on one side of the floor. Serge Ibaka or whoever, whichever center is out there is going to be screening for him and there's going to be a pass to him. And the defense swarms him and stuff. He's making some pretty quick passes where he's able to just find that, you know, immediate pass, bounce pass to Serge Ibaka, rolling to the basket, finishing. He's he's done that a couple of times this year, and, and I noticed it more today in this game. Um, but just overall, Norm Powell's playmaking, you know, he had a, a really nice lob pass to Pascal for an alley-oop in transition. Um Yeah. I mean, yo, if you're averaging like – he's by the way, Norm Powell is averaging 28 points per game since returning from his hand injury. 28 points. And, yeah, when you average 28 points, the defense is probably going to start to really zero in on you. And that's where you got to be able to leverage some of that extra attention into assists for your teammates. And, uh, yeah, Norm was, uh, Norm was awesome tonight, man. Flawless performance from Norm Powell. And, by the way, he had to guard a lot of the quicker guards in, you know, Darren Fox and – um just whoever the Kings were putting at the top of the floor. I mean, Corey Joseph, a little bit too. And and Fox side are getting hot late, but like, you know, I thought Norm for the, for the most part early in the game was done a, just a really good job guarding Fox after he did a really good job guarding Steph Curry. So again, he's not only giving you 28 points per game, but he's guarding the tough, the toughest uh, opposing guard that that's, 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 that's incredible stuff right there. And then your third star, that's gotta be Pascal. Look, Pascal was weird to start the game, uh, what was one of the, another one of those games where it's like, Oh, Pascal's four of 12 and he's taking some, he's either passing up shots or he's taking these weird threes. But, you know, honestly, I don't know. You just got to step back a little bit and think about, you know, the transformation Pascal has gone through. Um, Pascal won for him a guy who basically last year, I mean, he won most improved, but he was definitely like the second, arguably even the third option at times, depending on what you think Kyle was. Kyle had a bit of a down year last year, regular season wise. um, but, you know, Pascal, the way he operated last year was a lot of uh, operating in the middle, uh, sorry, in the, on the baseline. That's corner threes. You know, he would get the post up. Again, generally speaking, defenses weren't that focused on guarding his post ups. So he was able to, you know, get easier matchups, get single coverage, score easily that way. Uh, and then run in transition. And you notice now, like, he still has transition scoring plays and stuff like that. But it's just, it's not nearly the same. Obviously, you know it's uh, he's expending a lot more energy creating a shot. He's no longer operating on the baseline that much. He's you know he's getting his post ups, but his post ups come from the wing now. He has to create most of his own offense at the top of the floor, in the middle of the floor. He has to dribble. He has to get a screen. He has to just attack. And um, he's facing double teams. He's facing tougher defenders. The teams are game planning specifically for him. It's just tough. Um, But he's you know. When you consider all that and the fact that he's reinventing his whole game, um, you know, it's it's you can kind of cut him with some slack a little bit. And also today, despite the slow start, he comes up really clutch, scores eight points um, in, in, in crunch time. And you look at the final stat line, 23 points, eight rebounds, five assists, three steals, plus 10 in 38 minutes. Uh, really good game from Pascal. Like, it ends up being a really good game from him. You know, I, I do like the playmaking. Um, obviously, he's going to have to do a lot of that. Uh, because you know defenses are re- always sending doubles to him, so he's got to find the open man. He's done a really good job all year of finding open threes. Uh, whether the Raptors guys actually knock down on those open threes is sort of a different question. But today, you know, um, Norm stepped up, Kyle stepped up, Serge had a couple. You know, OG uh, at, had a smart cut to the basket. So you know, P- Pascal played. You know, P- Pascal played his role well. That's that's what you want. Um, even though he struggled all game, he stuffed up in crunch time, made some good passes. Yes, we would all like to see Pascal have these Norm Powell scoring lines, but honestly, if Pascal got the defensive assignment, the defensive coverage on Norm God, he probably would be getting you know these 28 points per game. But I thought Pascal played well. So uh, those are your three stars. In terms of your Gerald Henderson Award, that's got to go to... So I going got to go to Kent Bazemore. I thought he played really well off the bench. I'm not, generally not uh, that much of a fan of his game, but as a spark plug, um, energy guy, 15 points off the bench, 6 of 11 from the field, uh, only, only one for two from the free throw uh, three-point line. That's one thing with Bazemore is that, like, I felt like he definitely became a bit of a chucker from three. He's not really a good three-point shooter, but, you know, in a, kind of the similar way that Kelly Oubre can just be uh, an athletic guy going to the basket consistently and playing with a lot of energy, you know, that's I feel like that he's sort of found his role a little bit, especially tonight uh, off the bench for Sacramento. I thought he was really good, um, just in push putting pressure on the Raptors, uh, you know, with his drive to the rim. So he played really well. Uh, you know, so that's that's your Gerald Henderson Award. He had 15 points on 6 11 shooting with six rebounds. Uh, you know, other than that, you know, it was a it's a good win. The Raptors, you know, are three one on this road trip. They got to play tomorrow against the. Uh, sacramento or uh, against the utah jazz or i guess honestly if you're watching this it's probably already monday so they got to play today i guess yeah, it's gonna be a little tough um utah's been pretty hot i just watched the game where they beat the celtics they're making some crazy shots on that one so it's gonna be a little tough obviously on the road second time of a back-to-back but generally speaking the raptors have actually played pretty well in utah in the last couple years um so i wouldn't count them out i mean i wouldn't count them out anyway because you know the raptors are what what are they now they are 45 and 18. God damn, what a great record. Um and you know, they're up to three games up on the Boston Celtics who are facing a bit of injuries. Uh the Raptors are again three games up on that uh, second seed and yeah, all is good. Really. And and honestly, here's two questions I want to leave you with. Who do you want to start at center and who do you want to start as two guard because right now Obviously, Gasol and Ibaka are doing this little temporary thing where Gasol is going to come off the bench or whatever, but I don't know. Serge just played really damn well with the starters, and Mark might need some time to come back. Generally speaking, I probably leave with Mark in that situation, but that's a fair question to be, to be asked because, again, Serge is consistently giving you these, like, basically close to 20 and 10 as a starter. Um, and then, who do you start at 2 guard? Because M. Lead has been really good all year. He's averaging 18 points, he's got 8 assists. So all, all good. But at the same time, Norm Powell, as a starter this year, he's been phenomenal. And, you know, he's playing really well right now. I don't know if you want to throw off his rhythm. Fred is close. He's very close. All right. Uh, they called him possible for this game. Uh, he had the media interviews, which is always a good sign for a player almost on the cusp of coming back. So, you know, when when Fred joins his team and the Raptors are finally healthy, there's, there's some real questions to be asked. But legitimately, these are good questions, all right, because to go from how banged up the Raptors have been and close to now finally getting to full health. Uh, these, these are some damn good problems. So yeah, if if you do, by the way, have an opinion on this, what you can do is uh, leave us a voice note at the Raptors over thing uh, for the Raptors over live call-in show that takes place every Monday at 6 PM Eastern uh, with myself and fellow co-host Josh Hart, where we'll be taking phone calls. You can either call in during that, span basically six to seven or uh you can uh leave us a voicemail if you can't uh call in during that time and the way to do that is you go on Instagram, you direct message the Iowa Sports Canada account and you leave us uh you know, a hot take, a question, comment, whatever you want. But uh you know, there's something to chew on there for sure. I mean look, when the Raptors are winning, you gotta invent some new problems to think about. So there you go. Who starts at two guard and who starts at center. It's uh It's a good problem to have soon soon enough. So thanks for listening. Big thanks to KFC for sponsoring the podcast. And uh,
0: yeah, I'll be back recapping another game tomorrow. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role.